and welcome back to the call to unite. Welcome back to all of you who are committed to the principle that we are one. Welcome back to those of us seeking a future of justice and joy. I'm Tim Shriver. I'm again grateful to all of you who have given at Give Directly. I'm grateful to all of you who have committed to volunteering with Points of Light and its many, many partner organizations. I ask everyone who hasn't yet done so to consider doing one thing today, volunteering, giving, and if you can't do either of those for any reason, do one other thing, at least invite someone else to join you at the hashtag answer the call and share your ideas, your vision, your practice, your proposal, your strategy for helping us answer the call to unite. Now I get to welcome, we've just seen some of my favorite people in the world, Special Olympics athletes a few times ago. If you missed it, I hope you'll catch it, a great video. But now we get to move into the world of uh, opinion leadership, uh, the world which I grew up in, the world of politics and the convergence of social science and politics and the ideas that animate our national life. And I'm thrilled to have here the former head of the American Enterprise Institute and current professor at Harvard, Arthur Brooks. Arthur, I grew up in a political-leaning family that skewed left. You come from a Washington background that skews right. A lot of people think people like us are the problem that people on the left and right have been dividing the country, that we've actually created a lot of the division, you and me, manifestations of this. And yet in your recent book, you write, every crisis is an opportunity to love each other more. Now, I don't think anybody saw that coming yeah. from uh, someone who's at the center of politics. Every crisis is an opportunity to love each other more. How can we make this big picture puzzle become less divisive and more united. Over to you to share with us your insights about what we need to do next. Thank you, Tim. Thanks to everybody who's watching, everybody who's giving and participating in this. It's true. It's an opportunity. And, you know, I want to tell you why I'm so hopeful today, you know, in the, in the midst of the discomfort that we're all feeling. Um, you know, one of the things that I teach at Harvard, I teach a class about happiness. Crazy, right? At the Harvard Business School. But the truth is, that's what we all want. And the nuclear fuel of happiness is love. Now, one of the things that I talk about, one of the things that social scientists and psychologists have found is that the opposite of love is not hatred, it's fear. And, and this is what we need to think, think about today. When I talk to people all over the country, they're, they're uncertain, they're, they're actually fearful. And that's what's creating the horrible discomfort that they're suffering from. If you feel fear, the answer is more love. And that's the opportunity, not just from the call to unite, but what we're doing in, in America and around the world today. And so what I want to do, I just have a few minutes. I want to actually give a few ideas on how each of us can improve our lives and improve the world. So there's giving, there's volunteering, but, but I want to give you some ideas that are a little bit out of the box on how you can destroy fear in your life and in the lives of other people as well by giving more love. So let's start with uh, some assignments for each one of us. Now, now, Tim mentioned, look, he and I come from the world of ideas. And the truth is, I come from a family that disagrees with me politically, and a lot of us do as well. That turns out to be an opportunity in and of itself. But I want to hold that thought. I want to start with an assignment to show love. That's kind of easy. <clears throat> now, each one of us is in different circumstances. We're quarantining, we're sheltering in place, we're kind of isolated. But most of us do have a significant amount of contact with other people, people who love us, people who are proud of us, 
Now it's easy to kind of to kind of go inward on ourselves these days because because we're disappointed, right? We feel a little bit of bitterness about the things that we're missing, or, or, or we're, we're binging on news because we're trying to, to to redress this uncertainty that's giving us all this discomfort. But but don't forget the people around us who really do love us. And so here's my first assignment for somebody who's within arm's reach, or maybe within the the range of a FaceTime or a phone call. Every day, I want you to put three little words and have them come out of your mouth to somebody else. I love you. It's real hard for certain people to say, you know, that. And it's real hard in certain relationships. But, but again, this is an opportunity to say something really meaningful to somebody that you actually do love. And it's going to have a, an impact on your brain chemistry. Why? Because when you say, I love you, you stimulate oxytocin, which is the neuro the neurotransmitter that functions as a hormone that makes you intensely secure and happier. That love will drive out your fear. That's assignment number one. Let's get a little harder. One of the things that we find in, in times of crisis, in times of war, in times of pandemic is that, that social rules are loosened. So I want to take that opportunity for a lot of people who are watching us here today, a lot of young people or not so young people who maybe have some hidden feelings for somebody else, hidden good feelings for somebody else. There's somebody I work with occasionally um, named, named Professor Jean Twenge. She's a psychologist at San Diego State University in California. And she, she specializes in romantic love, especially among young people. One of the things that she's finding is that young people today are less likely to fall in love than they've been in the past, or at least less likely to express their romantic love than they've done in the past. Now, that's a, a big problem because romantic love is the most intense kind. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because in this time of no social rules, because we're all kind of sheltering in place, now is the time for each of us to take a big risk, to, to treat our life like a startup. And the best way that you do that is by taking, taking a risk and with your heart, because that's the center of your enterprise, isn't it? You know, it's scary. It's the scariest thing you can possibly do. But is there somebody who needs to hear that maybe you have some romantic love for him or her? I was, uh, I was given a speech uh, last year in Washington, D.C. for a bunch of young people, people in their 20s. And, and I said, look, I got these data that show that, that people are a third less likely to fall in love in their 20s than I was when I was in my 20s. I said, be an entrepreneur with your life. Give away your heart. A couple of weeks later, this guy comes up to me. I'm on an airplane. And he says, I saw that speech you gave about my startup life by giving away my heart. And I can't get it out of my head. I said, yeah. And he says, so I'm on my way to, to tell a woman I've been secretly in love with for two years that I'm in love with her. And I said, it's only a speech, man. I mean, I'm not trying to ruin your life. And I didn't hear from him for a couple of months, but then I ran into him at a party, at, at, at a Christmas party. And, and, I, and I, his, his face was branded into my brain. So I went running up to him. I said, so how did it go? And he said, she shot me down. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it was so contrite. And he said, no, no, no. I've been meaning to call you to thank you. And I said, how come? He said, because the worst thing in my life, the thing I was most afraid of happened to me, and I didn't die. And he said, and I've gotten over that. And I feel more alive than ever. My friends, you can do that. That's assignment number two. Express your love in a scary way. And if it's not scary, it's not entrepreneurial enough. Now, here's number three. And here's the really, really hard one. And that's what Tim was talking about at the beginning of this segment. Love your enemies. 
You know, we are being driven apart by an industry in this country, an outrage industrial complex in media and in politics. And it's telling us that if we're good citizens and we care enough, we have to performatively show outrage on social media. We have to hate the people who disagree with us politically. My friends, that is insane. That is one of the reasons that we're not as happy as we should be in this country. I wrote a book called Love Your Enemies, and I mean it. One of the things is that I've, I have a, a long-standing and very beautiful relationship with His Holiness the Dalai Lama. I've been working with him for seven years. We write together. We, he, he's, he's a mentor. He's a, he's a teacher to me. And he says that when you love your enemies, you destroy your enemies, not that you destroy them as people, but you destroy the illusion that they were enemies in the first place. How beautiful it is in a time like the coronavirus epidemic to reach out to people with whom you disagree to stand up to the people on your own side who are telling you to hate. Remember, when you hate, somebody else is profiting. Somebody else is getting viewers. Somebody else is getting clicks. Somebody else is making money. And that's just not good enough. It's time for each of us to think about what we can do to bring America together. And the way that we individually can do that is on, in our lives, on social media, in our relationships to say, huh, I love you. I want to listen to you. It doesn't matter if we disagree about politics. On the contrary, the competition of ideas is fundamental to our free society. If we could do that, you know, it's a new day. And, and by the way, I asked the Dalai Lama, what happens if I don't feel it? You know what he told me? Fake it. <laughs> the Dalai Lama told me to fake it because then I will start to feel it. How many of us are ready to do these things? How many of us are ready to to, to say I love you to somebody in our world every single day? How many of us are willing to reach out and, and, and start sharing our, our secret feelings of love for other people in this time of no social rules? Use it as your excuse. You're an entrepreneur, act like one. And how many of us are willing to fight back against the outrage that, remember, 93% of Americans hate how divided we become as a country, one in six Americans, however, have stopped talking to a close friend or family member because of ideological differences. How many of us are willing to, to heal those rifts? Look, it's true that we should give to the causes that are showing up on the bottom of our screens on this wonderful, wonderful opportunity over 24 hours and to volunteer. But, but, but the one thing that we can do right now is to say what's written on our hearts. That ultimately is what's gonna heal our country, heal our relationships and heal ourselves. Here's my last word. If you have fear, you need more love. It's within your grasp to do it. It's, if we do this, look, we can come out of the pandemic better than we went in, hugging people with abandon, telling people we love them, healing our nation's wounds, agreeing without hatred. To love is truly to answer the call. So let's do it today.